0: What's good, everybody? Welcome back to uh, what's sure to be a really exciting episode <laughs> of the main stand here. One of your hosts, Pat, joined by our two Liverpool fans, Josh and Mitch. As you can tell by the title of the episode here PGMOL and VAR Disaster Mode, uh, I think most of this episode is going to be talking about the state of refereeing and uh, the supposed best league in the world and some of the issues around it. And, uh, I mean, namely the the big controversy from the weekend, the the Louis Diaz no goal uh, that absolutely should have stood. I think Liverpool were kind of robbed blind there. Um, A couple of little things I think we're going to talk about, too, kind of as conversation naturally progresses about this topic. But um, we'll start with probably the elephant in the room, so day of recording, the conversation between – the VAR team and who, who was the head official again? Who was the numero uno Hooper? Yeah. So the VAR team and Simon Hooper's conversation came out and basically there was a complete disconnect between the two. Uh, Simon Hooper was thought they were checking if the goal was off sides and the VAR team thought that they, were confirming that it was in fact the goal, clearly uh, showing that they kind of just weren't paying attention to the game at all.
1: Quick quick um, No, it was Darren England. Darren England was the head V A R head of V A R for So we didn't all get right. we didn't get the Hooper audio. We got just pretty we got much Darren the, England. We got the V A R Yeah, we got the yeah. V A R, the A V A R, and the uh, the P G M O L Ollie on on the audio. So
0: yeah basically complete in- incompetency disconnect between the the head the head ma- the head referee and the VAR team led to Liverpool being denied a pretty clear goal. I guess my question to you guys is how does this happen in a league like the Prem and why does it feel like this has been the story of the season so far and not just the Liverpool game, I think the officiating officiating in England for the entire, you know, beginning of the campaign has been super poor. So I'll kick it over to you guys uh to kind of give your feelings there and to answer my question of why does why does Severe League have a refereeing problem.
1: I'll let you go first, Mitch. Yeah, um personally I think it's first and foremost first and foremost poor communication across the board. Um we definitely got a little little insight finally as to what goes on in the VAR room um, when a situation like this is unfolding. And I, I do appreciate that because it, it definitely highlights the issue of communication um, and, and the, the lack of transparency that we're seeing from a video assistant referee to the on-field on officials. Um, there's definitely uh, verbiage that can be changed. Um, I think a lot of it does have to do with what we've seen over the last couple of years, and players and managers, especially as Liverpool fans, we know Jurgen Klopp's a, an animated manager. Um, you know, talking a lot. They they get they get loud. They're passionate, um, and, and we're seeing a lot of protection for officials and uh, officiating crews. And what I think that's done has created this kind of sense of we're doing the best we can. And we're doing what we think is right per the laws of the game, but very clearly it's not working. We don't we're – not, we're not having players voice their opinions or managers being able to voice, voice their opi- opinions without penalty. And it's creating kind of this like pillow, this, this pedestal that, that officials are sitting on that allows them to make these mistakes without repercussion in the moment. Um and, and that to me is just a step in the wrong direction. Um we've we've seen numerous uh instances this year with players getting heftier heftier penalties and fines just for voicing what they're experiencing on the match. Um and, and personally I don't know how it gets this bad. If we are the best league in the world in the Premier League, if we are consistently having the 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 best fans the best players the best managers the best teams how can the officiating be so poor and i i really i've thought a lot about this over the last few days and i think something that we we see as american sports fans is you know these these unions of officials and and you see it with the nfl the nba the mlb they're they're sanctioned by the league but they're unionized they have they have their voice, um, but they're brought under the guidelines of the league, where the PGMOL is its own entity. It's their own officials that are sent around the world, within days, officiating different leagues under different laws, and it leads to inconsistencies on a weekly basis. And that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. You said too much wrong there, Mitch. I think you hit the nail on the head with a lot of it. For me, I lean towards it being more of a people and procedures issue. I think, like Pat said, it's, you know, I think you have to look at that audio and wonder, like, what they were doing. Were they watching the game? I mean, you see DS stop celebrating kind of right after the goal is scored. For the, the video operator to be the one pressing the issue that something is wrong, I think that kind of states what the issue is. Um, when there's three other guys that are way higher than him and in, in terms of you know role uh, and they're not recognizing kind of what's going on I think that's a huge issue and, and the procedure part is huge too because they know they made a mistake and refuse to pull it back just because of rules which not only is wrong because it's not what's right but it's also wrong because it's not something they've followed in in years past last year with I think Pat said it earlier um, in our text chain, uh, United-Brighton. They blew for full time and came back and took a penalty. So there either has to be consistency uh, or or something needs to change because they clearly could have went back. It's happened before, uh, but the guy on VAR refused to kind of acknowledge it.
1: Said it five times.
2: Yeah. Can't do anything. Which is tough, and if we're leaving that to ref's discretion, I think that leaves a lot to be desired. Um, when offsides is something that should be black and white. It's like goal line technology. It should be yes or no. It shouldn't be like a handball or a foul, which was something we're arguing um, discretion on. Yeah, And it's the fact that, you know, either the initial decision isn't being communicated well enough to, you know, why is the free kick being taken so quickly? Like the, the head official needs to have a better control of the match too. It's just a, a mess from head to toe here. And it's something that we've just kind of let bubble up. I think this is the 14th apology PGMOL has given since 2022. Um, So it's, you know, not the beginning or the end. Uh, Just sucks that it happened to Liverpool. It felt like it was just kind of a pile on too. It wasn't just the the Diaz offsides goal. You know, the Curtis Jones one is to me just as bad because the only reason that's a red card is because they slow that game down to – you know, a freeze image where the tackle does look bad with context of how he was going into that tackle. um, His ball, his foot, like literally just rolling over the ball because I think it takes a deflection Um, with the context needed. That's never a red card. And I don't even think that's an opinion thing. Um, And it just goes down to, I think not having football people behind the officiating. And that's something I know like Carragher Neville have talked about a lot but maybe we just need some more football guys in these rooms helping make these decisions because I don't think the people right now are are capable of doing it. And the funny thing is, is that since the has been implemented, you know, other countries haven't had these issues. It's just England.
0: Mm -hmm. That was, that was a point I was going to make. Two, two things on that. One, I think, I think you're spot on. I don't think the Curtis Jones incident was a red card either. I mean, you, you can look at it a billion different freeze frames and, and pick out the, you know, the still image that is a red card. Um, Mm -hmm. and we've seen similar ones given, but I think, I think the context of it all, how the challenge was going in again, he makes contact with the ball, his foot kind of slides over the top of it. You can, you you can make all your arguments in the world you want for, oh, his foot was a little high or, or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a yellow, it's a really harsh red to get, um, When you give him the freeze frame, it's an obvious red, but that's only in a freeze frame, not the full picture. Um, So my question, I guess, uh, I was listening to another one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to as a City fan, the City Report podcast, because City also were kind of on the ass end of a pretty poor refereeing game. Um, That being said, City could have handpicked the officials for that game against Wolves. We were still going to lose that game. So I'm not really going to put much onus on the ref, um, not sending off the guy that scored their game winner. But what I will say is they brought up a good point, uh, Well, one of them did, about thoughts on bringing foreign officials into the Premier League. We're, we're touted as, you know, the best league in the world. And you see the Champions League, the World Cup, all of these big, bigger competitions. They bring in the top referees from, from all around the world. Do you think it kind of comes down to the fact also that, refereeing in england is grassroots it's only english referees they they come up through you know one thing um and i'm not as well versed in you know the, the world of becoming an english referee but do you think that as outsiders as people who are english who maybe have a different opinion on the whole situation do you think foreign referees could solve the problem or maybe just implementing var in ways that foreign countries have or in ways that we have on the global scale, like that super fancy, like 3D model, you know, like the fucking looks like laser guided precision yeah. VAR offsides model thing that they do, even things like that, small technological changes. Do you think there's things we can pull from other leagues to bring to the prem to make Absol- things a little bit better?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it shouldn't, I mean, y- You look at the World Cup, you look at the Champions League, you look at the the best of the best competitions with the most on the line, and that's what they're doing. Um, And I don't don't see a reason why the Premier League hasn't gotten to that point sooner. Um, It's a shame that we're this far into the VAR, you know, world, uh, that these instances are still happening. There should be in my opinion, there should be a clear call of what the call is on the field, clear communication between the head official, the the touchline official, the VAR and the AVAR. Mm -hmm. And then what, what is the reconciliation after the check is complete instead of just, yep, good check complete. I get there's pressure I get is a, it is a running clock. It is a, it is a fast paced game and you need to keep the 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 ball moving but when you're talking about millions of dollars at the end of a season points on the line for first place or or a spot in in european competition this shit matters It, it really does matter at the end of the day it shouldn't be splitting hairs it shouldn't be this big argument and i get that we've had instances in the past with with red cards versus yellow cards, or is it a handball? Is it not a handball? Those are all situational left up to interpretation of, Oh, it wasn't a natural position or, you know, he couldn't get out of the way. This is so, so, so different. And this is Mm -hmm. something that we feel, I I think as all football fans shouldn't ever happen. Now in a world before VAR, there's been, thousands and thousands of goals that have gone in that were onside but to the naked eye looked off before and vice off, versa. and and vice versa it it is part of the game but when you introduce the technology you have six people looking at these monitors and using the technology to come to the wrong conclusion it it, it is human error i hate that that's The the wording that's being used through the apology and and all of of the the discourse on this, it is human error, but how do you eliminate the human error when the technology is meant to eliminate the human error? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't see a way of doing that
2: Spot on, spot I don't on know. Mitch And you just gotta bring in better people I think And it's not like there's, there's other leagues that do that Darren England, the guy on VAR Literally was on VAR for a game In the United Arab Emirates 48 hours Before this mm-hmm. It's insane that you know The refs we use are outdoing other countries Officiating but yet the Premier League Is just kind of like turning a blind eye To like the best officials in the world Who would surely referee in the Premier League Should they have a chance to
0: um, well, that, the the Liverpool thing did feel like more of an on an on field refereeing issue than a VAR issue. No, because
2: well, Darren the whole England thing could have have be, the one to be like, no, you should revert that back. Well, he did should've. he try?
0: And they said no. they can't.
2: No, because he's the, the one that he was the,
0: the one that procedure said thing.
2: Yeah, yeah because he, of
0: the like the procedures with how the on field ref let things go quickly. I think I think oh, it was a, a giant kerfuffle. It, it was, was a comedy of errors at the end of the day, but I think I think some of the onus does come on the the on field official in that in that situation and maintain, as well.
1: Maintaining the integrity of the game, and I think that's why I think that's why Liverpool you know said it the way they did in their statement uh, after the match. And it's just it it does feel like a slap in the face. You know I I'm trying to remove my red goggles and look at it as as a football fan but it I, it almost pisses me off more as a football fan from the the grand scheme of things when you have you know somebody like Hooper in, in charge of the match calling what 9, 19 20 fouls throughout the course of a 90 minute match how many how Those many cards
2: nine, nine yellow cards at least i think
1: to, and two reds i can't i don't think i've ever seen a 9v11 match for that long
2: We're also approaching territory where it's like the challenges that are getting, you know, red cards are like, are we just giving red cards for possibly dangerous tackles now?
1: Yes. And that's what, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm feeling like. It's like it, they want to protect players. They want to protect the officials. They're trying so hard to create this environment that it, it can't fuck up, but they're making it worse in doing that because you're Liverpool have, Four or five red cards now this year in in six seven weeks, it like, I I don't think I've seen that many red cards shown to Liverpool players in the entire time I've been a fan of the club.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the second yellow, yellow card for Diogo Jota, the first yellow card, Yudogi trips on himself. The second one is shame on Diogo for just being yes. dumb and getting it that quick. He lost after. his head. <laughs> but the the one that was like that's an obvious error that the ref missed. That's when VAR doesn't decide to step in, but they decide to intervene when the Curtis Jones call on the field is a yellow card. That's when they feel the need to step in, but for the Jota one, they don't. So there's absolutely no consistency through the whole match of when VAR decides to step in and when they don't, it's completely up to the VAR official. It just, none of it really yeah, makes I'm, sense to
0: me. I'm generally VAR in. I, I think even when it's done right, it helps the game. It's good for the game. It's better to just have the right call on the field. But yeah. uh the season is making me see why people don't like it as much. And That's I, for I,
1: I sure. don't I don't think it's it's just on VAR. It, it 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 does come down to the officiating core as a whole. And I like we're we're talking about consistency. The the, the Joe the challenge on Joe Gomez that was uh, from I think it was Mickey Vandeven, the it was the exact same tackle mm-hmm. that that saw Virgil van Dyke get a red card. It was the exact same thing. Hip to hip, leg to leg, gets the ball, not even a whistle, no thought about it. And then you have the, the Mo Sala, uh, yellow card for, for descent after getting tugged in the box. Like there's, there's so many things that happened in this 90 minute football match that make you question what the hell is going on. And it, when When you have two identical tackles with with Virgil and the Mickey Ven challenge on Joe gomez, it just the lack of consistency from week to week is i think the most frustrating thing for me because it's like when I sit down to watch a football match i I think I know the rules I think I know the laws <laughs> of the game, and I think I know what i'm gonna expect but then you know you have a you have hooper or fucking tierney we we've we've we've, we've we've yeah. been frustrated with Paul Tierney for years it's it's just there's no consistency week to week and is that from these officials going outside of the premier league and and operating in a different environment and coming back and having to operate under a a new set of laws i i don't know
2: yeah it it's just insane and they should just—they should sit them down and look at twenty examples from this season, first six games. Say this is a handball, this is a fed, this is a red card, and give them explicit, you know, this is this, this is that, and also just like do the right thing in general. Like enough with this, like we can't reverse the game because they they took the free kick. Like that's just not what's right, and they know when that. And that's the thing is like we're just banging our heads against the wall because of. Some a policy someone wrote or the the words clear and obvious
1: when that mm-hmm. ball went out uh I think it was Diaz again or or it could have been mo it came down off the 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 free kick and then it came back and went out of bounds and they were still kind of arguing in the booth it, it, like that is that is the most damning audio part of, of that clip it's you have you have Ollie, the, the PGMOL rep, saying delay the game, delay the game. You have the AVAR standing up saying, D- "Are you happy with that?" Ollie's on the phone saying, "Delay the game." The ball's now out, dead ball. Get Hooper on the fucking mic, and and ask him to stop the fucking game because there's a conversation that clearly needed to be had. It it doesn't matter if it happened five seconds, ten seconds. It could have happened right at the end of the half the the way that it was broadcast shown to the fans in the stadium and on tv and then handled during halftime and the what 45 minutes to an hour post match is horrendous it's horrendous from sky it's horrendous from nbc it's horrendous from everybody involved on the media side you have you have uh you have uh, your your announcers saying that's on side they clearly know that it's fucked up you have Gary Neville post-match with his head in his hands oh no oh no we've got another apology and then he he twirls around and does a 180 <laughs> the next day Very and true. it's like accept the apology how how is a player and somebody who supposedly loves the game in a, in a punditry role can you stand there and say that a day after Falling on the sword for Liverpool is what it felt like. I was well, shocked that he w- was I, in that mindset.
0: I agree with Gary Neville's whole thing about leave it because what are they going to do? What, are they going to retroactively give you back two points on a hypothetical that the game ends in a draw because you get that goal? The, I, did, I personally didn't like Liverpool's statement. I think if you're going to make a statement, just be like, we acknowledge that the PGMOL said we're, they're sorry. We're disappointed in how it went. We hope they do better in the future. Whatever the, the conversation about what was the la- the last line they use about Escalation seeking and
2: resolution. Yeah, I
0: Escalation and resolution. Yep. What are they going to do? There's nothing that's, that is confusing rhetoric to use when nothing can come out of it. Like I get, we want it to, to be better, I don't. What, I don't what, think... what is Sky and NBC and the commentary? to? What are these people supposed to do I think, other I think than I think say, "Yeah, they fucked of, up."
2: I think it's, it gives us a little bit of room to maybe get some support from other clubs because I think this is a league issue. And if we can garner enough support, maybe that's when you do petition, like the FA or whatever, to actually take this higher and talk about like what are the conversations needed to replace the PGMOL? or look I... into VAR problems.
1: I didn't. I didn't digest that as we're escalating it to get points because we deserve them because at the end of the day we're we're getting absolutely nothing from it if anything they've doubled down mixture of the
0: words upholding the integrity of the game of the game and then the the escalate it's right it does but that part needed to be in the club statement
1: i think it does i agree with neville I, I think it does because it's not about getting points or getting something out of it for the club itself. I think what it ultimately means is coming to a a, a, a resolution of how do we fix this from happening again. again. Don't, I don't think it's it's the club saying, yeah, no, we deserve those points. Obviously we do. Everybody knows we deserved something out of that game for the way the players played. You can't say anything about that. It it it's more creating a conversation publicly about the issue at hand and coming to a league wide uh, consensus as to how do we how do we stop this from happening again in the future is the way I digest it.
2: And the, the Gary Neville <laughs> thing too, like I think what his what he said like would have been more fine had he not been so aggressive on it the night before it's like i think someone rang gary up and was like you can't say that gary like either whether that's the premier league with sky or whatever i don't know if he's like trying to work for the fa or something but something happened in between saturday night and sunday there's no way you backtrack that hard so you're supposed to be so mad about such a huge decision and then just accept you know their apology i think that's kind of just like that's crazy I, mean, I gave him an I message in. on
1: the playground and everything's fine. We're friends now. It's like, somebody it's kind of like in. that. That's yeah. Funny. It's, it's somebody, like
0: somebody called him you, up. I was like, hey pal. <laughs> hey pal, you, uh, you can't say that shit. We need another statement from you ASAP.
2: <laughs> I, I literally, I mean, you, on top of that little clip of him going around on Twitter, he did a 20 minute podcast about it after the game on YouTube. And it's, he like yep. doubles down on all the stuff about it being so bad. And then you're just supposed to accept it, you know, that as long as they apologize, it's okay. It's only happened 14 times, guys. That's crazy.
0: I guess that is fair. I didn't think of it the way, the way Mitch presented it. So having, having heard it in that light, I think, I think I'm more inclined to side with you guys. Uh, like,
1: yeah, I, I think we thing. all know nothing can change about the result. Like, it finished 2-1, final whistle, great. I just want it to be better. Do better. Mm. I want to wake. up. If I'm gonna wake up at six o'clock on a fucking Saturday, and and ruin my entire weekend, at least have it be a good game. You know what it's I mean? Fair. Like,
0: it's a fair ask. Go around I think, I fi- think final
2: thing before the, the the pod ends this week. Uh, keep or bin VAR if you had the choice right now.
0: Keep it. I would keep it. I, I think it's I think... a general. I, I think it's a net positive. They just need to do the do. Be better on it but i I think keep i think it's in that positive even even if i think every club has suffered from it i think yeah it's most of the time they get the decisions right yeah there are 14 times they've had to be like oopsie whoopsie but most of the time i think it's a net good it stops a lot of the wrong plays from happening and it generally is a good thing when it's done correctly so keep
1: i'm in the keep boat uh I think I think one way of improving it give uh, give managers a, a challenge each chaff.
2: <laughs> I'd uh, uh, I don't know. Americanize
0: that shit. Get in there and make it about you. <laughs> I'd I'm keep wearing a it, Dale I'd Earnhardt T-shirt. But, yeah. league, but I would
2: i bend it in the <laughs> prem for now until our until our people can prove that their brains are capable enough of such tasks. Um, yeah, but.
0: Yeah, I It's mean, a, it's a shambles right now. It's affecting the
2: table. It's, it's pretty bad, but yeah. we'll move on.
0: Yeah, if we're, if we're taking the Mitch school of thought, my idea to improve VAR is uh, be more open to foreign refereeing
2: yeah. in the Prem. Couldn't agree more with that. Anything else? We
1: unless? move. We move. You know, uh, I'm a little frustrated. Curtis got an extra two games on top of his red card. I didn't realize a red card meant three matches. It seems like that's uh, – that's the, the going rate the, these days. Oh, well, um, hopefully moving forward that, uh, that changes. But other than that, I just, I, I just wish the PGMO well, will do better. I wish the league as a whole will do better. I do respect them for getting the audio out very quickly. Um, not bowing down to that and, and showing a little bit of transparency. I think it's, football fans that's much appreciated um, we need more of it Mike them
2: up Mic them up
1: yeah Mike them up we've we've brought that up in the past it's just uh, needs to be better needs to be he, better they also should my just closing get is, they should get uh, interviews
2: post game too
0: yes press yes. them yeah. my closing note arsenal city this weekend
1: no, yeah that's no going to be a big match
0: yeah uh, going to be the worst game of football we've ever seen. No Martinelli, no Saka, no De Bruyne, no Rodri. Can Calvin Phillips do it, boys?
2: <laughs>
0: Kyle Havertz versus Calvin Phillips. To,
2: they lost to Lens tonight, so yeah,
0: and we lost the Wolves with a midfield that's supposed <laughs> to be good.
2: True. true. <laughs> Yikes. True. We'll see. We'll definitely be covering it uh, next week sometime, but until then, oh, yeah. like, we'll, share be, and subscribe we'll be we'll be chatting about it.
1: Let us know your thoughts on this whole debacle down in the comments below. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh this is uh we're fans banding together regardless of club. This is uh this is a bigger issue than uh than Liverpool, I think.
0: Real, but also fuck the Scousers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Had to do that. Until
0: Come next on time. City.
1: Deuces. is